1: We're here at the Brick Companies, which uh, for people probably may not know the name of them, but they probably recognize the building if they travel in Edgewater at all, down on Route 2. And uh, I hate to say it, but in front of the Kmart Shopping Center, there's this four-story brick building way I became familiar with the brick companies was that the building was one of the very first really green buildings in perhaps Maryland, but certainly Anne Arundel County, with a green roof, uh, very environmentally sound. And we're here today with Lex Burney, who is the president and CEO of the brick companies, which has a fascinating history, and it is a company that... Many probably don't know by name, but realize is uh, involved in many, many different facets of businesses around here, such as the Golf Club at South River, Queenstown Harbor Golf Course, and Atlantic Marinas, which dote the Magathy and Patapsco Rivers. How are you, Lex? Hey, I'm terrific. Thank you. Uh, thank you, John. A pleasure to be here. Where did the brick company start? Let's get a little bit of a history of where this started. Now, this I didn't realize that the company is as old as it was. Um,
2: you're not nearly as old as the company. Uh, and But where, what is the history of this? Sure. Well, I'll try to take 128 years and condense it as much as I can. Uh, the company was founded by two gentlemen that uh, co-owned a tugboat in 1892, one of whom was named John Miller and the other one was Ross Lipscomb. John Miller named his tugboat the John Miller. He didn't even name it after his wife, so I guess that's the way things were done in those days. But they moved clay material up the Potomac River uh, to be fired into bricks, and a lot of southeast Washington, D.C. bricks were made from uh, that material. Eventually, around the turn of the century, they purchased land along the Potomac River. For those of you who are familiar with Virginia, essentially between Roslyn and National Airport, and successfully mined that And baked it into uh, bricks in what are called beehive kilns uh, for the first uh, roughly forty years of the uh, twentieth century. Until the uh, the brick company burned in nineteen thirty nine, the land then sat there for really three decades. And so the next phase of the company, uh, Bob Smith at the Charles E. Smith Companies, that built a lot of did a lot of development in Northern Virginia uh, and in Washington D.C. actually as well came to my dad who was a lawyer and was just kind of overseeing what was the remainder of the uh, exhausted land where the clay had been excavated. And he wanted to build an apartment building and call it Crystal House. He said, I have the money and I have the expertise, but I don't have the land. And I see that the brick company has the land where I'd like to build this. So that started a long relationship between the Smith family and our family and most of Crystal City, uh, which many of you may know of, was built on Washington brick land. Subsequent to the SNL crisis in the 80s, a lot of, well, really all of those assets were contributed into two public companies. One is called Vernado Realty, which is based out of New York, a uh, real estate investment trust. Uh, all the commercial and retail properties went into that, um, and then the uh, the multifamily, the apartments went into a publicly traded company that Smith founded, called Smith Residential, which eventually merged with Archstone Communities to become known as Archstone Smith. So, as I began to get involved with the company, I was confronted with what are call call them ownership of a fairly large amount of publicly traded shares of these two companies um, and then we made the strategic decision that uh, we weren't going to just be a passive uh, investor as as you will as you and and so under my watch over the course of the last 25 years we've divested of those shares of ownership and then recycled that capital into real estate that we own and operate ourselves based on different strategies that we've evolved over the time. So what we ended up with was a about a million square feet of office in Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Maryland. Uh, along the way, we built two golf courses. We acquired two marinas. Uh, and then more recently, really in the last three or four years, we've begun to focus on what we think is going to be relevant in the 21st century the way people work and play and shop Uh, we have a, a shopping center as well down in lesby maryland and a hotel in gaithersburg so the effort now is to reposition our assets consistent with what we believe will be relevant in the 21st century and so by that i mean if you look at the office sector traditionally Uh, office space has been leased for, say, five, seven, or ten years. Um, But with the way rapid pace of change in our economy, in our society, it's very difficult for people, business owners, to predict what their needs might be uh, Mm. five years from now. So why would you want to sign up for a a fixed cost rent for something that you don't know what it's going to look like down the road? So we've created a a company called Launch Workplaces, which rents offices by the day, uh, by the week, by the month, by the year. Um, and so we're with amenities around it so that, you know, the notion of a big, empty lobby and you go up three floors on an elevator and then you get off and you go into your cubicle and then you go down and you get in your car and you go home, we don't think that's going to be the way that people want to work. We want to create a sense of community, a sense of place, opportunities to uh, to recreate around where you work and uh, uh, as I said, to, to activate a building so that you can benefit from other tenants and what they do in the building, the types of businesses that they run. Uh, so, For example, if you're Running a company you need insurance well and there's an insurance uh company in the building we host parties and get togethers and and learning uh meetings in our buildings to kind of share all those types of things so we're repositioning all of our assets uh whether it's uh for fun which is uh, the golf side and the marina side uh or or how people work or how people shop to be consistent with the shared economy and the way we we think people will, will want to uh connect with each other in the coming
1: years. Well, I think it's fascinating that you've really sort of positioned yourself to get sort of all sectors of someone's life. I mean, okay, you've got your, your entertainment and your recreation with the golf courses and the marinas. You've got apartments for their living. You've got shopping for their leisure shopping and, and, and the offices. So, I mean, you've pretty much captured full circle everyone's life. Now, are you pretty diversified? I mean, as far as your business split between, you know, we'll say corporate offices and, you know, the fun stuff and, and everything else. So you're You're pretty well insulated, I would think, about different fluctuations in the market and everything else as
2: well. Well, that's the idea. I mean, when when we look at how we rent space, whether it's in the water or whether it's, you know, on a golf course or whether it's in a building, the periods and the turnovers of those different types of revenue streams we try to offset. And so when one's not doing as well as the other or, you know, we have a bad weather season, as we did last year at the golf courses, that – some of that will be picked up in some of the other sectors, and and so we can, at the end of the day, have kind of a, a consistent business model. Ones up, ones down, so forth and so on. So, well,
1: I think I think it's sort of amusing how the people have changed the way they do their lives, and you really sort of tapped into that with the with the way you're you're producing your products and the marinas. And yes, we can take you over and we can golf at Queenstown, and and this interaction. I'll, I'll say that's the sort of the Google. Atmosphere. I was reading an article where some Manhattan buildings, which would be typical cubicle mm-hmm. farms, like you had said, that they've now taken out entire floors and made them into brew pubs and you know foosball rooms and you know napping pod sections. And and what you would typically find in a, a Google type atmosphere out on the West Coast is now coming pretty much all across the country, and it's a shared amenity among. The four or five companies that may be on the floors mm-hmm. above or below that, which is uh, which is just absolutely fascinating in how we've changed. I was speaking to a, a guy that uh, owns a company out in Northern Virginia, and he said that uh, had a great candidate that applied for some position, and he turned him down because they didn't have a Frappuccino machine. <laughs> and I'm like, well, is this what it's come to? I mean, you know, I, and, and it was a tech company. So I'm like, okay, so you're, you're turning down probably, you know, mid mid to upper six figures and for, because because of Frappuccino? I mean, can you?
2: Yeah. You know? it, it, some of this goes a little over the top. We don't, you know, we don't put uh, kegs of beer in our uh, in our shared office environments. Right. Um, We'll leave that up to up to the millennials, I suppose. Uh, I'm still a little old school when it comes to work. I'm not sure that you want to be guzzling beer all afternoon while you're trying to do your work. But certainly, you know, work hard, play hard at the right times. Nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, you're not building bricks anymore? Haven't made a brick since 1939. Okay. So no. you build with bricks, but not... We have built with bricks. We still get... Uh, in- it's funny we still get a couple of phone calls for bricks every year cuz in the phone book and we don't have phone books anymore but if you google and you end up with the brick companies we'll get a call and say hey I'd like to have you know uh, a hot of I don't even know the brick terminology right. um, the big block of bricks and we'll say well we haven't made bricks for Whatever that would be, and it's seventy or eighty years, and people have been incensed and say, "Well, why in the heck do you call yourselves a brick companies?" And I thought, "Well, it's catchy. People will remember it. You need to buy a brick manufacturer or something like that. So maybe so. it'll go full circle. You know, sometimes <laughs> things do." That is true. Well, how do we get from you know Virginia, Northern Virginia, to Edgewater? Um, the simple reason and the reason that I think many companies are located is where they are is that's where the CEO lives. So <clears throat> I've lived in, ne- in Annapolis since 1979, right after I got out of college. And uh, I commuted to D.C. Our offices were there for many years, uh, commuted to D.C. for 12 years. And then when when I took over the reins, I was like, I'm really tired of commuting to D.C. It's a tough you know you're the first one in and the last one out and mm-hmm. uh, it was really tough and, and many of our businesses as we made that evolution from uh, the Crystal City based partnerships to uh, businesses that we own and operate ourselves were more on the Maryland side uh, and we had the opportunity to purchase this land and build this building so I thought hey you know this is a five or ten minute commute for me we'll just relocate we re- relocated uh, a couple of our key people here and quite simply it was because close to where I live and it's a great terrific area Uh, you know there's a great quality of life in Annapolis you have access to all the things that you would have if you were in DC or Baltimore um, but a little more laid-back lifestyle uh, that people uh, enjoy and nice place for people to raise their families and the commute doesn't suck not for me (laughs) no And for the folks that lived in Northern Virginia who were commuting into D.C. then, they all live uh, I don't know, within 10 or 15 miles of where we are today. Right. Well,
1: you know, I, what I love about you know, learning about your history and, and what all you're involved in is that it's, it's all local. I know when we talked about the golf club, you had said that the reason that you were selected to develop the golf club at South River was because... You were local, and you knew the community, and and the community knew you, which I think is probably equally as important. It sort of goes both ways there, and I think that uh, it really speaks for the type of company that you are, that you are investing locally. You are investing in our charities and our causes and whatnot here. Uh, Certainly, a concern of the environment that goes deep into your roots into the Chesapeake Bay and sailing to build a, I don't know how many square feet this build, office building is, but with a, you know, with a green roof before that was even a thing, mm-hmm. uh, it was just you know sort of some, you know, pie in the sky. Okay, here's some nutty guy putting grass on the roof of a building, and now it's you know a, a key component of a of a lead building, uh, and I, I think that that really sort of speaks very well for the brick companies.
2: Well, I appreciate it. One of the one of the fun things about what I get to do, are many fun things about it, and there's some unfun things too, of course. But uh, has been the opportunity to create our foundation, uh, the Brick Companies Foundation. And over the last 10 years, uh, we've been able to grant over well over a million dollars of grants to uh, organizations that, in support of the communities in which we do business, and in support of the environment, which are really the two primary focuses of the of the foundation itself. And we've been able to establish, uh, build our endowment to over a million dollars. So that ensures that, you know, at a 5% return that we can sort of in perpetuity, uh, at at the very least, grant $50,000 a year into the causes that are uh, consistent with the the foundation's mission. And that, to me, is really the most gratifying and meaningful thing that the company has been able to do. And we're very fortunate to be able to, to uh, have a foundation and contribute back into the community, quite literally, as well as volunteer hours and those sorts of things. Um, well, I think as a community, I think we're very
1: fortunate to have businesses such as the brick companies that are that are able and willing, and very enthusiastically willing to do that. I know, actually, I just saw your name on um, one of the uh, rain barrel slats at Annapolis Green. Right. Uh, yeah. Is one of their. Top, a great organization. Top one hundred or top one thousand or whatever it was that they did right when you walk in their front door. Uh, it was right there front and center of the brick companies. What are you looking at to do as far as growth? I mean, obviously, you're just sort of shifting and, and massaging where you are now. But do you have any thoughts for moving forward into the you know, 2021 and beyond?
2: Well, you know, the, the, this effort that we're in, engaged in now, uh, sort of realigning our assets, is taking up most of our time. And so we have to strike that balance between what it's going to cost to do that, continue to make payroll every other Friday. So I think for the next couple of years, uh, refining that, but certainly building out the resort is a, is a big piece of what we're doing. We have two buildings that we are looking at repurposing or, or uh, realigning. At this point, in terms of any further acquisitions or things like that, I think it would just be opportunistic for the next couple of years. And then once we get things uh, tightened up and realigned with you know sort of our 21st century strategy, then we might be taking a look at, at growing the uh, the marina business or or perhaps some uh, multi-use type buildings in the Baltimore area. Well, it sounds like you've got your
1: plate full for yeah. <laughs> for sure. Are you able to get out sailing as often as you'd like? Or I guess that's a stupid question because nobody's ever able to get out sailing as often as they would like.
2: <laughs> well, I'm pretty lucky. There's some great, you know, any organization is only as good as its people and and we're blessed to have some terrific people here. So um, it's gotten to the point now where uh, I feel somewhat unnecessary, which has been my objective. Really, is to reach a point where <laughs> I don't even need to, uh, you know, where the organization is self-sustaining without me. So I, I have been able to get out a bit. I'm hoping to get uh, sail up to Nova Scotia to Brad this summer, which is kind of one of the wow, uh, that's exciting. One of the objectives of any uh, any yachtsman, and um, so that would be a great adventure. Yeah, and so that's the next one on my bucket list. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Lex Burney from the Brick Companies over here
1: in Edgewater, just off of Route 2 on Braverton Road, I think is the address? Braverton Street, yep. And it's um, doing great things for our community. Uh, check out the brick companies. You can find out more information at thebrickcompanies.com. Yep. Yeah. And certainly look at the sister companies uh, or the subsidiaries. You've got uh, golfclubsr.com, which is the golf club at South River, as well as AtlanticMarinasMD.com, Atlantic Marinas with three locations
2: uh, and, right on uh, the. Magazine. And launchworkplaces.com as well for yep. the, for the real estate side.
1: Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time.
2: that has been a pleasure. Thank you, John, very much.
0: Thanks for listening to this special podcast for I am Annapolis. Please be sure to visit Ionanapolis.net for all your local news, events, and opinions. And in case you haven't already, please subscribe to the I am Annapolis Daily News Brief, where we bring you your local news direct to your phone or tablet every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play.